So the baby is hanging upside down by his feet. (laughs) And the doctor takes one hand. The one hand is around the baby's ankles. And the other hand smacks the baby on the bum. Right? Oh, Elise, that's alarming. How are you? Why are you starting like this? Well, that's how they get the baby to cough. Oh, yeah. Or clear the baby's lungs, right? Yeah, yeah. What do you see? On TV birth? Is that what we're talking about right now? (laughs) Yes. Oh, okay. What happens when the baby's born, Jen? Um, That would be old school, typical, what I think of. Sure. Yes. But usually right now, um, currently on TV movies, what I think of is a little bit more of the like emergency, like, uh uh-oh, there's something wrong. Oh. When was the last time you saw birth go right on TV? Ooh, hold on. We'd have to pause the recording. Right. Because it's going to take me, okay, let's call this Monday, and I might have to come back in like two weeks to tell you, because you would just see me pacing around for like two weeks. So true. Thinking about it. Yeah. But I would say like the one time I've ever seen it go right, or like in my memory, the times I've ever seen it go right, the baby comes up onto mom, and mom says, oh my God goodness you are the one i have been waiting for forever my world is complete wow i am falling in love super dramatic Uh uh-huh and like tears are flowing she's you know mom's working hard so she's sweaty right Yeah, yeah partner's probably passed out on the floor somewhere um it is not a family event but there is like love twinkles it's magic oh yeah so um before we go any further can we tell the good people what they're listening to and the bad people too oh yeah those two all inclusive yeah because you're listening to pushing it where we talk about all things pregnancy birth and life with a new baby if you can't laugh without peeing yourself you might as well laugh at yourself while doing it I'm Elise McAllister. And I'm Jen Laird. So, um, yeah, there is a lot of potential drama that seems to be conveyed in that moment of birth. Mm-hmm. And that's just what we're going to talk about today. Absolutely. The moment of birth. And like all things Jen and Elise... We're going to take a very small moment in time and we're going to stretch it out over a longer moment we're of gonna time. We're going to make it 45 <laughs> minutes long, that moment of birth. We are going to take one minute and we're going to stretch it into a lot of minutes because that's the way we roll. We could make it feel like how, um, so some births, um, a provider or somebody else will say, oh, we're seeing a good amount of head. And then one or two pushes later, there's a baby sitting on your belly. Like, wow, that that goes fast. And then there's other people during labor. <laughs> you're like, yep, we can see a good amount of baby's head. And an hour and a half later, that baby comes out. <laughs> right? <laughs> so there's a lot of variability if you haven't caught on to the whole birth scene, um, which is... You know, we can preface a little bit of that, of that moment of birth that we're going to talk about and we're going to dive in um, in a little bit. But I think it is really important that um, we talk about some of that like build up, like potentially you have been thinking about becoming a parent since you're a small child. What did you think about, Jen, when you imagined 
your very first baby. Oh my goodness. Coming up to your chest yes. and meeting and looking into her little oh eyes. Oh my goodness. I thought I would be a sobbing mess. Mm. Not a sobbing mess. A like a weepy, wow, this is a moment sort of, you know, kind of, I, I think I reflected back to like that moment I walked down the aisle like for our wedding. Yeah. Um, where it's kind of feels sacred and also really like time stood still um i would say one similarity was a little bit of the not fear should i use that word fear fear sounds really strong but at least for my wedding um i knew all the people there right right except for maybe some of my mom and dad's friends that they invited who i didn't really know um but i'm there's there's this pressure Right? Uh, like, there's so much pressure. In this both is my moments. wedding. I have always been looking forward to my wedding, walking down the aisle. I'm in my wedding dress. This is like, quote unquote, the best I'm ever going to look. Like it's my wedding day, right? And being on my dad's arm in the back, and I think. I don't know if I verbally said it to him, but I think I said, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> and it had zero to do with the commitment I was about to make at the front of the room, but more about all these people are standing there and staring at me. Me. Right. Like, <laughs> I hope I don't trip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or just, wow, that is a lot of attention. Like, right. I, I don't like a. I, I'm fine with attention, but there's something about like expectation of attention that kind of weirds me out. Like I get a little weird around my birthday and like I am fine with attention, but then there's just kind of this expectation around events that are about me that feels a little weird. Mm. Um, so I think that um, I had built up the sacredness of starting to cry. Like that would be yeah. a good and I'm using air quotes there, a good reaction to my baby being born. Um, and in reality, what happened was my baby came out of me, was put on my abdomen, and my husband and I looked at each other and started laughing. Like, not hysterical laughing, but just like, oh, we had a baby. <laughs> it was more like that. And then my question was, can I touch her? She is literally laying on top of me, and I asked if I could touch her. Aww, <laughs> Isn't that adorable? That's really sweet. So I touched your little head because, okay, I was afraid of, like, messing her up. Like, right. uh-oh, are you guys supposed to do something? Am I not supposed to touch her? Which, in retrospect... Can I put my fingerprints on her? <laughs> I know. Seriously. I look back now, and I think, oh, I have such compassion for my young, cute little self that, like, hadn't been told Right. what that time would look like. And so maybe that's, um, I have no regret there and I'm not coming down on myself, but it's just interesting in retrospect that like, oh, I want to keep you safe. Is it okay for me to touch my baby? <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I totally get that. I totally get that. And I get that idea of like building up the cry. Mm. I had the same, right? Like I totally thought as soon as I birthed this baby, I'm going to burst into tears. Yeah. And I had expected to push for a really long time. I had gone to many, many births before having my own baby and actually didn't push for very long. And I had a water birth. Mm -hmm. And uh, the baby came out in the tub mm -hmm. into nobody's hands. And uh, 
<laughs> oh, because again, not expecting it to right go so quickly. Uh huh. Um, and uh, the midwife said, um, "Do you want to lift your baby out of the water?" <laughs> and so my partner and I we reached down and we lifted her up. And I thought I was just going to cry, but I had had all these ultrasounds that had said she was going to be huge. And so I was expecting a really big baby. And all these people in the grocery store had said, wow, are you expecting twins? You know. Oh, my goodness. I had been told so many times I was having a 10-pound baby. And she was tiny. Yeah. And my first words out of my mouth you know i'm i'm expecting these words to come out and angels singing and you crying weeping and words of oh you i always knew it would be you who would completely complete me and instead my mouth opens and i say where's the rest of her (laughs) (laughs) oh poor little pumpkin no not poor little pumpkin but yeah like like it was different than you yeah no no wonder she just went to the bottom of the bath though yeah (laughs) i was waiting for the big baby behind her right that was a surprise Mm -hmm. and and then, you know, I held her and there were tears, but not from me. And it wasn't because I wasn't joyful and emotional. It was almost like it was such an emotional experience that I just right. couldn't possibly cry. Right. Because there was so much emotion. Right. And also, I like, can I just catch my breath? Yes. So yes. I think this is all really normal i think um this is when i think about um giving ourselves permission to have whatever emotion we have in that moment and and being able to be non-judgmental um your love for your daughter um was not um, limited by your first words out of your mouth of her (laughs) being in the world is where's the rest of her right I love all of her, and if there was more of her, I would love that part too. (laughs) Yeah. So those moments, um, first of all, we don't know when that moment is going to happen. Like pushing, like we started off saying, can happen quickly, or it can take a while for that baby to come out. Another couple of variabilities I think about are, were there some um, concern about that baby, meaning um, what we're hearing the heart rate do? Was there some dips where in the heart rate that the staff in the room right. are a bit concerned about the potential of that baby not being as exuberant? It's like what's um, the energy in the space? Like exactly. is there worry? Is there a rush? Is it very relaxed? Are things happening out of your control or yep. in your control? And sometimes um, not just in in a rush as in we need to hurry up and get this baby out, but some people um, get to their birth location a little bit later. I've seen that with clients that they have gotten to the hospital and they literally kind of get in the bed and they have a baby. Right. And in that case, there's a lot of 
of scurrying around by staff, not because there's an emergent situation that needs attention, but rather we haven't kind of put all of the instruments in place and kind of getting things prepared in the space. Mm -hmm. So there's no problem, but it could be interpreted that way with the scurrying around of everybody. Right. um, Because you've just gotten there. Um, So I guess setting this up for um, what does it look like um, before the baby comes and some of those dynamics and knowing that that potentially um, is going to influence what happens after the baby's born. So I think about another one of my kids and um, when they came out, I was not medicated. And so um, the difference between feeling that um, having medication um, in that I was numb in that region in my body and then with another of my kids births not being numb and how um, I actually needed to take a minute to get back into my body and mm-hmm. we're going to talk more about that. The second thing I would think about that is um, the position that my body was in to give birth. I was not in a re- reclined position, meaning I wasn't laying on the bed, laying on the bed, right? I was on my hands and knees facing the back of the bed. And so when a baby comes out, I don't want to stay on my hands and knees. I want to sit down and recline. All these years, Jen, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, And so I then had to like that moment of my baby just came out, but I can't even look yet because I need to take a deep breath, A, and B, I need to get out of this position. And so you know, my husband and my midwife kind of helping me into a different position. So when I think about that first moment, what I first think about is my baby was laying on the bed, but I was not looking because I kind of couldn't even see my baby at that point, right? So that also influences that first moment after birth. Your first thought is how do I how do we get into position so you yeah, can get your baby? Exactly. And I think there's a lot of things that influence that first thought. Mm-hmm. Can you think of any other variables for like what influences that first moment? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think for sure medication, like you were yeah. talking about um, how long you've been doing it for. Right. Things yeah. like that. And you know, it just really, it really depends in the moment. I've, I've certainly seen people, you know, meet their babies and they're like, that is awesome. And I am so thirsty for, for some reasons, um, various reasons. Some people aren't allowed to have any fluids during, or anything to drink during their labors with, um, sometimes with an epidural, if it seems like they might need to have a C-section. Um, depending on anesthesiologists, different uh, hospital protocols. Right. Um, in some places, you can have uh, clear fluids, and mm-hmm. in some places, you can't have anything. Right. And so um, I've seen people not be able to have anything at all, and their mouth is super-duper dry. Yeah. And then they get their they, – they meet their baby, and like, awesome, and please, can I just have a drink of yeah. something? And they're madly in love with their baby, but they're like, I'm just – dying of thirst right, right now right and they're they're going to bond with their baby just beautifully i remember yeah. being out of birth 
um, where mom was starving. She had had an epidural for a pretty long time and she hadn't had anything to eat. And she brought a Snickers bar with her that she had been oh, wanting wow. so badly. Um, and I remember the baby came and she was like, okay, now just can I just please have a bite of my Snickers? Yeah. And, you know, she was like, this baby's awesome. And buy a Snickers, please. Yeah. So that baby was, you know, minutes old and she was eating that Snickers bar. I was feeding yeah. her bites. Yeah. So I think there could be a lot of different emotions. With so many baby products being marketed to us, it's easy to overthink our options. With Becco Baby Carriers, you don't have to worry because they've designed a product tailored to your busy lifestyle. Becco makes award-winning baby carriers that are simple, functional, and stylish for every modern parent. Shop now at BeccoBaby.com. I think um, let's go back to talking about setting up expectation for when we imagine that time. So I would say, um, how do we create for ourselves um, hope and um, what's the word I'm looking for is um, desire. There's what I'm looking for. How do we set up desire for what we think that time is going to look like without being disappointed if it doesn't feel exactly as we thought it would. Does well, that make sense? Well, I think the big thing is to bring that F word again. Like we always talk yeah. about, bring your flexibility. That's our F word, right? right. We got to bring that in because we don't know. And it's not just about water and Snickers bars, right? Right, right. It's also about discomfort. So yeah. depending on if there needed to be a little assistance yeah. for baby coming out. And honestly, even without, sometimes there can be a lot of pain with baby coming right. out, especially without medication. Yeah. Um, but even sometimes with, depending on what it was like when baby was born yeah. and how that affected mom physically and emotionally, sometimes there isn't an, an immediate connection. And that is okay. I think what I'm, that reminds me of going back to that illustration about my wedding. You know, I have no problem walking in front of all of these people. I have been anticipating this moment since. I was a small child because I always imagined getting married, right? right? And like pretending to walk down the aisle, thinking about my own wedding, attending other people's weddings and actually being a bridesmaid. And then when it's actually my moment, I think I was a bit surprised at the experience of shock. What, what was that? Maybe shock. Like I was shocked by, oh, why am I feeling nervous about this? Yeah. Oh my gosh, everybody's looking at me. I'm used to public speaking, but I'm still feeling this way. So I could look back at that and probably put a negative spin on it. Like, well, maybe I was having second thoughts or why didn't you just feel more confident? But right. instead, I think I was non-judgmental about it. And it was like, once I actually just started walking and I was with the group of people, like I was in the middle of my crowd and then I get to my now husband and being up there it was an intimate moment um but I could have been judgmental about it right. so I think that's maybe something how do we have desire and dream about and think about because you spend so long months and months and months growing this baby and you can't help but think what is this baby gonna look like what's that moment gonna be like and then when it does happen 
um, I'm, I think the encouragement is not to set up too much expectation of a particular emotion that you might mm-hmm. feel because there's so many variables of that we've just even kind of mentioned. Right. And I think if you took away all the other things, all the other variables, and you were just sitting in a chair and your newborn baby arrived into your arms, you would have that, oh my goodness, it's you falling in love feeling. But because you just went through something so physical and emotional, and I don't care whether or not you had an epidural, right? don't care whether or not you had a cesarean or a quote-unquote easy or fast birth, not to compare easy and fast because no. th- those are not You're one of the same. You're just throwing out some terms. Um, I don't care how you want to talk about your birth. Whenever there is birth, it is hard. Yeah. And having a birth and then having a baby at the end of it makes it very hard like that right you are meeting a baby at the end of something very challenging a big physical experience and emotional physical and emotional chances are you lost a night of sleep yeah yeah even if you had a planned c-section you probably didn't sleep very well the night before sure and I'm going to bet some money that you had to do some fasting yeah, before that C-section. Well, these are really good points, Elise. I think there's a lot that goes into this that we're not quite aware of. Right. There is some big stuff going on. And then suddenly we're like, here you go. Here's this brand new person you've never actually met before. Yes, you grew right. this person on the inside of you. You know this person better than anybody else. But you've never looked this person in the eyes. Yeah. And now we're like, go ahead, fall in love. Have a Hallmark television moment. Right. And yeah, sure, you will. But life is not a Hallmark television moment. No. That's why we all love those movies, yeah. right? That's I know I keep going back to like thinking about my wedding or falling in love. But isn't it curious that when we think about having a baby, I think more there's that thought of like, oh, it'll be instant love. It's my baby. I will feel connected to this person because I created them. Mm. Well, thinking about the person that you've chosen to spend your life with, if you have a partner, was it love at first sight? Eh, maybe or maybe it was infatuation or maybe it was um, being drawn to a person or all of that but I know in my own relationship it certainly wasn't love at first sight there was a strong connection in the beginning curiosity but but what what creates love is experience right and it is commitment of when things are easy or when things are hard that you're still there and I think some of those things actually really do also apply to a baby the difference though being is that the hormones that we have in that connected state to an offspring is different than falling in love with another adult who is not dependent upon you right Um, Right. but it still takes a little to fall in love with that baby in that way Yeah, let's talk about the variations that we see of um, people feeling instant connection versus some people who um, it needs to build over time with their baby. Mm. I've definitely heard clients say, well, sure, I loved him at birth, but now I really like him. Yeah. Weeks later. Right. Um, Because I know who he is because he's been around. Or... 
I'm bonding with him now. I've got a yes. bond. Because you not always feel like you've bonded with your baby right away. Right. Because on TV, yeah, it's always happening right away. It's right? true. But not in real life. Yeah. And I wish on TV they could show that. But they yeah. only show it when someone's got like severe mood disorders, right? Right. <laughs> like it's, it's, always, it's always black and white. Right. right. There's right. never anything. It's in the either middle. total rejection, like get that baby out of here, or it's immediate, oh my baby. Yeah. Angel singing. Right. Yeah, that's really curious. So But a lot of times people are falling in love later. Yeah. After they're settled in ho- at home and yeah. they get to know their baby and they get in their groove a little bit. And there isn't any postpartum depression. Right. Oh, oh, Elise. What just happened? I wonder if some people have actually ever heard that before, that it can be within normal and meaning there is absence of uh, mood disorder and you still don't feel particularly bonded to your baby right away. Yeah. But that's not a long-term connecting issue. That's more about just that time and maybe it goes back to when we think about the variations that people go through to actually get to this birth process what was that labor like what was the mood in the room like what was happening I mean all of that is definitely influenced and you know thinking about one of the births of my children there was um there was some complication I won't go into specifics but there was some some complication and it was months later that we were talking and with my husband and he's like I wondered if he was gonna make it and so I felt a little differently about connecting with this baby than our other ones and I thought, wow, that is really, really interesting. I, um, and again, it wasn't rejection, but the connection um, seemed a little bit different. And that was probably only to myself. Uh, but for him, it was a couple of things. It was noticing the way that I was vocalizing and the things I was saying right before he was born. Um, and it was, um, again, this little complication with his, was something going on with the baby that made him go, ah, I'm a little bit afraid here. Is my wife okay? And is this baby okay? And made him take a couple of steps back. Wow. So that also can be a part of, um, whether either parents, um, engagement with just after the baby's born. Yeah. So, okay. I think what we're saying here, Elise, now that we're beating the horse, um, (laughs) maybe we should start petting the horse instead of beating it. Um, I think what we're saying here is that sometimes angels sing and there are tears and sweet moments and it's like, oh, and then there's other times where it's maybe you're laughing. Um, And then there's also, let's bring in a little bit of research here. There's some research actually that was Mm. done and it's called the birth pause. And what the research is showing us is that um, if we allowed um, a person to have a baby and did not intervene, and so a baby comes out, right? Let's assume she's (laughs) laying down. If Goes into the end of the bathtub. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If left unattended, and I don't mean like, I mean just non-interfered with maybe that's the word I'm looking for what would happen typically is the person who birthed would just take a deep breath and probably 
close their eyes and maybe even slump down onto the surface, the ground, the bed, whatever. And what the baby might do would be to do a little bit of wiggling, take in that breath, but may or may not immediately start crying. And that moment that both baby and mom are experiencing is called a birth pause. And it's a physiological um, uh, process process or um, transition for both right? Mm -hmm. They both need to come into their bodies. Exactly. In fact, we won't go into the science here, but there's, there's parts of the heart in the baby that actually start to shut down. So oxygenation happens differently and their lungs, it's the first time air has come into their lungs, right? That's a huge process, a physiological process. The baby goes through instantaneously when they come into the world, right? Right. They're learning to breathe. And mom has just expelled something that's somewhere between five and nine or ten pounds from her body. You can imagine the hormones when that are working. When you put it like that, Jen. <laughs> expelled, right? I mean, that's... It's true. It's a like huge nothing transition. between five and ten pounds has ever come out of my no. body other than humans. Right. I mean, <laughs> thank God. I was going to tell a pot bathroom joke, but we're not like six, so I won't go there. Um, so, I mean, think Is about this. IBS joke here. Yeah, no IBS joking. Um, so it makes sense that we some of this research has been done and is actually showing what that birth pause is like. Right. Um, and then there's further research to show if you just kind of put a baby on your belly, um, all of the different actions um, that they will do um, before they're even ready to breastfeed. There's like, like the birth crawl or the breast crawl. Yeah, it's, there's a nine signs that every baby universally will go through. Again, if left kind of uninterfered with on the belly. Um, that they would go through before they're ready to nurse. So um, I think even science and research backs up this idea that there is a variability in what this experience can look like. And um, I think we're not we're not pushing for like, oh, leave everybody, don't touch anybody. No, that's that, uninterrupted birth is best. I don't think we're saying that. I think what that we're that only s- works if it works for you. Exactly. And there's, um, you know, depending on what um, your birth has looked like, to have some intervention just after baby is born can be helpful for both, you know, birthing person and baby. Right. Somebody might need some help in here. So um, hear us not say that we're pushing for unmessed with birth. Well, yeah. But I think what 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 we're pushing for is for you to feel okay about whatever it is that you feel right after yes. your baby is born, whether that's falling in love or yep. the desire for a Snickers bar, mm-hmm. right? If you are sobbing because you feel worried, yeah. because you feel joy, because you feel all of those things, right? or you aren't crying and you're feeling just tired that is okay if all you can think about is thank god i'm done i just want to nap that's really normal yeah like everything birth we we only see one way of doing it on television right and i i think it's really important to start getting more more information out there about what 
it looks like right, right. afterwards. So it, we encourage you to ask your friends, like, what did you feel right after you gave birth? Because right. I want you guys to hear what it's like from yeah. real people right afterwards. Right, right. So here's um, logistically what to expect. So a baby comes out. And typically, they are put onto your abdomen. Um, As far as your cord can reach. Right. Skin to skin. A lot of people are like, ew. Um, I mean, I hear this question a lot. And I totally get it because I would have had this thought as well. Ew, they just came out of my body. They must be all wet and bloody. And I think I pictured lots of blood on a baby. Um, and in reality, there's not very much blood on a baby. My firstborn had a ton of hair, but it wasn't like, oh my gosh, you're like dripping blood off of your hair or anything it like that. It is not a horror movie scene. No. She was wet, though. Goofy. Yeah. Amniotic fluid wet. Yeah. Amniotic fluid wet. So um, they, the people in the room, um, nurse, doctor, midwife, whoever that might be, is going to take a baby blanket and do um, usually two things. One is kind of rubbing of the baby. And with that rubbing, there's a bit of a massage. I mean, how do you... <laughs> I could do it with my hand here, Elise. What would you describe that as? A padding. Yeah. A padding. Yeah. Um, it, really, it really depends on who's doing it. Exactly. But they're putting the blanket on the baby. The, the hope is to not take off the vernix, which is that right. cream cheesy frosting like stuff that's on babies. The earlier they are, the more they have. The later they are, the less they are, uh, have. That stuff is like miracle wrinkle cream. It's what stops your baby from looking like a raisin uh-huh. on the inside um, because your baby's in fluid for 40 weeks roughly. It's a so, long time. I know. Can you imagine if I was in the bathtub that long, Ooh. how wrinkly I would get? But your baby's yeah. not going to look like that. Yeah. So they have vernix on them. And so the hope is that vernix all gets rubbed into their skin because that is good stuff. Um, It also, it smells like you. And so it's good for them. Um, And so they want to rub that in, not off. Mm -hmm. But they also are patting baby enough that it uh, starts getting some circulating blood going. So they're starting to breathe some oxygen. oxygen. Um, And so that's what they're doing there. And the third thing they're trying to do is imagine you have just um, gotten out of the shower at home (laughs) and you were in a nice warm shower and now you're getting out and there is no towel. And you're like, oh, shoot. Burr. Now I'm standing here and I'm wet and it's not exactly warm in here. So um, they're trying to get off some of that excess moisture from the baby because that baby is trying to do a lot of things. First of all, figure out how to breathe, how to, you know, these respirations, their heart rate. It's a big experience. The last thing they need to do is use lots of energy to keep themselves warm. So we can help them out by removing some of that excess um, moisture in the form of amniotic fluid from their bodies. Um, So in answer to your question, no, they're not really gross. I mean, and I'm not saying that because I'm feeling judgmental. Like, no, everybody should think this is just fine. But just to kind of abate anybody's thoughts about like, oh, I'm kind of squeamish. I'm not sure I'm going to feel about this. There's there's very little blood and um, anything else like that. Yeah. The other thing that is happening around is the nurses or the midwife, if you're out of hospital, They're doing a round of vitals on baby and likely on you. So they want to make sure everybody is nice and healthy, checking you out, checking baby out, making sure everybody is adjusting just fine. What does that round of vitals look like, Elise? 
blood pressure t- on mom, temperature on everybody, listening to baby's heart rate, respirations, yep. making sure lungs are sounding nice and clear. Yep. And typically that is done on mom. Yep. Unless there is some concern about mom's bleeding or about um, the baby having a difficult time um, transferring to the outside world. Yep. Yeah. So there's usually some people managing that end. That's the north end of mom happening there, mom and baby. Yep. And so that's going on all while someone's on south end watching, bleeding, waiting for the placenta to deliver. Yep. Uh, so this is why we often say whoever is not at the birth shouldn't be joining in yet. So if right. you've got a waiting room full of people, please don't invite them in the room for the first hour this is the golden hour and it's not a great time to have people join you yet so um not to go into super specific specifics but just a general (laughs) overview of going on what elise just said so um baby is on you and then placenta gets delivered meaning there is still some nudity happening here okay let's be honest open yes splayed open here likely in stirrups exactly um, so there's a lot still going on in the area where that baby just came from um, for a, a good a, a little bit of time. So yep. placenta gets delivered, then they're going to press on your belly um, to ensure that your uterus is um, getting nice and firm and it's central in your abdomen and not too high nor too low. Um, and then they're going to um, they're going to inspect to see whether or not you need any of those stitches. Then you're going to use some numbing medication and then go ahead and do those stitches. And then they kind of clean you up, get any, um, you know, blood or um, fluid that's left over by just kind of using a washcloth to wipe. And then they're going to put a pad between your legs and put your legs together and kind of get you sitting up in bed. So while this is all happening, some people feel really awesome. Just yep. checking out their baby, distracting themselves with their baby. Cuddling. Yep. You know, counting fingers, noticing if baby's got whose eyes and nose and ears. And some are like, oh my gosh, this is too much. I can't hold this baby or I'm going to toss this baby to the ceiling because yeah. this feels like too much. You do you, yep. right? Staying with our theme, you need to do what you need to do here. It is you know, we always hear about the golden hour that that's really important that baby is on mom's skin for that first hour. And that's awesome. Yep. If you lose 15 minutes of that, it doesn't mean that you've lost bond with your baby for life. Yep. So you got to do what you need to do because it is more important that you get skin to skin for 45 minutes and not toss your baby into the ceiling than it is that you, you know, yeah, you get what I'm saying here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so really, we want you guys to think about not having visitors right. during that golden hour. And then remember, this is your first hour. You haven't even breastfed your baby yet. Right. If you're planning to breastfeed. And then your partner needs to hold your baby. So really thinking about these things. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot goes into this connecting time. You know, yeah. they don't show this stuff on TV when they talk about... Where they show, you know, the angels singing and mom's yeah. 
madly falling in love with their babies. They don't show the layers of all the stuff that's happening around. Yeah. And if you wanted that Snickers bar, you may not have even eaten that yet. So yeah. I've had um, <laughs> some experiences with families where they've talked about before the delivery. Oh, yeah. As soon as the baby's born, we're going to go get my parents or my family or whoever, and they're going to come in. And then it's been interesting to watch those folks where, sure, they were in agreement on that. And then the babies just come out like five minutes ago and uh, maybe partner's like, okay, I'm going to run out and go get the family. Ah. And the person who just had the baby is like, uh, no, you're not. Well, like, look at me. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Not aggressively, but just more like, yeah, plans have changed. I see now what this feels like. They can wait a few minutes until I'm ready. Yeah. The golden hour, we could do another show on this and visitors, oh, yeah. but um, I really think it's important to think about these things when talking about visitors yeah. And, yeah. and all that needs to go into it. But I think... Thinking about bonding with your baby and all those feelings and all these things that are happening. Because if you are expecting to have these deep, deep feelings like you see on television and you have your expectations set without any flexibility and then you have a repair with some stitches and you have – a baby who needs a little assistance after birth or you aren't prepared for vitals or you have some other emotions as soon as you meet your baby. All of these things that come into play right after you have your baby, you might be disappointed. And so we want to prepare you for all of these different things that come up right after you have a baby. And so just as we encourage you to bring your F word into your birth, we can, we really encourage you to bring that same flexibility in in that first hour yeah. afterwards because yeah. you aren't just meeting this baby for that first hour. You are you're gonna raise this kid. Right. You've got this kid around forever. Right. And your love is just gonna continue growing. This is a relationship. This yeah. is not just just a meeting. This is a full relationship. Right, right. And I, I like to remind people too, you have a knowing of that baby that no one else has. Here's why. That baby has lived inside of you and had movement and kicked and you felt and experienced this baby for many months mm-hmm. in a way that no one else has. Right. And so I think that also speaks to the connection that we have with our babies that continues to grow. Um, And yet we have to let that grow. It may or may not be there right at the very beginning. It'll be, you know, a few hours later and the baby kicks you on the outside and you're like, oh, yeah, I know that kick. I know who you are. Um, So I think, again, to add to what Elise said, we're we're reminding you to be gentle with yourself and open to possibilities and to recognize that there's a lot of variabilities in how this can kind of play out and you get a lifetime to spend with this person and create that bonding and relationship. So Mm. a little more of a serious topic this week than some weeks. It's harder to make fun of uh, this transition, right, Elise? It's true. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but you know, we'll sneak in some more jokes next week. It's um, true. Thanks everybody but for we listening. We fell in love with all of you, and the angels are singing. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. Yeah, there is that. Oh, Why are no. you guys so small? Keep <laughs> growing. <laughs> hey, and I know how you can keep growing. Oh, look how I did that. Oh, good job. Follow us on Instagram at Pushing It Podcast and Facebook. Just you guys Facebook still, right? Because yeah, I'm every, on Facebook. Yeah. Everybody Facebooks. Yeah. All the cool kids are there. So check us out. And uh, yeah. Hey, also check us out on Thursdays too, where we get to talk from the minivan. Super fun. Little bonus. So you don't have to cry because you're missing us midweek. That's right. All right. All right. See you next bye. time. <laughs>